It's going to be an enjoyable one today. Laura from Tennessee talks a little bit about what pets may be able to do for our classroom. Maybe you need to get into Bitmojis. And speaking of pets, how about memorizing all the pets of your students? Let's talk about it. What do you got to say, kids? All right, before we get to Laura, let's talk about by the way, when we get to Laura, you're gonna I'm I'm gonna tell you about her Twitter account. It's one of my favorite ones. So look forward to that. Quick reminders, Twitter at Subteach Lounge, Facebook page, Substitute Teachers Lounge, and our YouTube channel, also Substitute Teachers Lounge, and the raw video version of this came out four days ago, so I hope you got to see that. We'll have a little added content today. I will mention to you, I am on vacation, finally. We're getting a little bit back to normal. I guess the restaurants in Kentucky have been open for, you know, they're supposed to stay at 30%. They've been open for a few weeks. We'll see how that goes. I am in Branson, Missouri with my best friends from St. Louis. We're seeing some shows. We're going to some restaurants. Trying to trend back to normal, I'm sure, as everybody gets tired of hearing the phrase, new normal, you know, maybe we'll find different ways to be enthusiastic with people, maybe short of shaking hands. I mean, shaking hands is kind of an American custom. We'll have to see how all this pans out. I'm hoping to have some softball games to do, and of course, I'm hoping to go back to school as a substitute teacher on time when all this is over, and I know all of you guys are too. We have with us today, Laura. How you doing, Laura? Great. Happy to be here. Good, good. How are things in Tennessee? Well, we just wrapped up the school year this week, so it's on to summer now. Okay. The uh, The restaurants in Kentucky were given permission to start opening as far as in-house guests. What's Tennessee's status? Yeah, so I think Davidson County, where Nashville is located, a lot of things have been opening up 50% capacity. Okay. Right, right. By the way, Nashville, to everybody that's listening, is one of the greatest towns in the country. So especially if you like country music, I mean, it's all over the place. I've toured the Ryman Auditorium. I think that is just an outstanding tour. We often stay at the Opryland Hotel, and it's just beautiful there. I'd like to go at Christmas time. We usually go after Christmas, so it's not so expensive. But, uh, yeah, I love that area. Well, let's start out this way. Let's do a little This Is Your Life. So you tell us about your education, your career, and what you like to be into these days. I graduated from Marshall University with my undergrad degree. Thundering herd, thundering herd. And then I went (laughs) to get my graduate degree at the University of Tennessee. And then I joined Teach for America because I wanted to teach in a um, Title I impoverished school setting. So that led me to Memphis, Tennessee, where I taught for two years at a charter school. 
And then I transitioned out of Teach for America to my current school, which is in Franklin, Tennessee. And I teach middle school, really enjoy teaching middle school. Um, never imagined that I would be in that position, but I have really taken an interest to those kids. I love it. It's always um, exciting and challenging, but I think that's my niche. Right. Middle school has always been one of my favorites too. And for some reason, I just gravitate towards sixth grade. I, I do middle school and high school mainly, but sixth grade just always seems to be my favorite. Now, you do you teach across sixth, seventh, and eighth? Yeah, so our school is unique. I teach fifth through eighth grade Spanish, so I get to okay. teach them over wow. the four years. Nice. Well, let me ask you this. I, uh, I'm going to try my best to make you blush a little bit here because I've gotten hooked on your uh, Twitter account. You all can find her at, at Technology Laura on Twitter. And I'll, I'll be honest with you. I've most to be honest, you know, you, I know you know this. I used to be a, an accountant and retired two years ago and, and fell in love with substitute teaching. But still, most, most of the things I follow are sports. I do, don't do a whole lot of posting except for this podcast. But what I was going to tell you is that of all the things I follow, I'll scan and I'll say, oh, I'll come back to that one. I always make sure when I see yours that I read what it says because I'm, I'm always kind of fascinated about it. What was your intention? What's your intention now on your Twitter post? By the way, I refuse to say tweet. Okay, so you just have to get used to that. What, what, what do you like to do when you're doing your Twitter post? Yeah, so I have two primary focuses. First is definitely to encourage teachers and equip them with resources. I really feel um, led to just empower teachers and bring back teacher morale because um, I think it's really important. And then the other um, primary focus is to provide educational technology resources to teacher. And then so I try to show and highlight resources that I've actually implemented in the classroom, what that looks like visually for teachers, and then simple steps how to implement that, especially with digital learning. Okay. I know the last, one of the last things I read on your Twitter account was, I think it was the list of 10 that you suggestions you had for first year teachers. You don't have to go through them all because I, I want them to go to your Twitter account, but mention a couple of things that you think are important for first year teachers. And then, you know, I'm eventually going to talk to you about substitute teachers. So be prepared for that, but go ahead. What would you suggest? What's on the top of your list for first year teachers? Yeah, so the first thing I think is a very powerful practice is to greet the children at the door. And I'm talking if you teach kindergarten to seniors, and that might look a little bit different depending on your personality. I have a little sign outside my door, and it says, choose your greeting, so they can give me a hug, they can give me a high five, they can smile, they can wave to me. And it really sets the tone like, I'm excited to see you individually. Um, rather than being in the classroom and all the kids are coming in. So I think greeting kids is very important. Good, next, good. I like it. Um, I love classroom pets. And so I've had um, some goldfish in the past, but we had a unicorn stuffed animal. And some people might think this is elementary, but it really, I think, unified the class because it's all sure. centered 
and the unicorn. And so we'd talk about him. We'd write stories about him. Kids took him home, just kind of made our classroom special. So, you know, that could look a little bit different. It could be a football. It could be stuffed animal for a teddy bear. And it just kind of unifies your classroom from day one. And then the last thing I really think is important is um, if it's possible, to get a list of addresses of your kids. So since I teach the fifth graders, I connect with the fourth grade team and I write them a postcard over the summer. You could obviously do an email and just introduce yourself because setting the precedent, like this is who I am as a teacher, I care about your child, welcome to our class. I think it sets right. the tone from day one. Absolutely, absolutely. You know, you mentioned pets, one of the uh, teachers that I substitute for on occasion, sixth grade teacher. In fact, she goes to church with me. She keeps a live rabbit in the classroom and the rabbit actually roams around and the kids are familiar with what to do when accidents happen, but it's really kind of cool. I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's always a talking point when I go into that class. So yeah, I, I'm all for that. Well, let me, what would you, you know, I started my first day. I've got a sticker on my board over here. My first day of substitute teaching ever was on November 22nd, 2018. And I, I was nervous when I walked in. I'd never substitute taught my, before. My wife is a fifth grade school teacher. She teaches social studies, but I didn't know what was going on. And it went a lot better than I was expecting. But given the fact that most substitute teachers are going to be anxious when they go to into a class for a first time, what would you suggest for them? Is there some substitute teachery things that you can come up with? Yeah, so I really think another powerful practice is proximity to students. And so just constantly walking around the classroom, never, you know, stay in one area because you're always going to have kids testing you. So I think they're going to pick up a lot from your nonverbal. So, you know, project yourself strong and tall, whether you're little like me or not, or young or older. And I think, you know, kids pick up on that nonverbal. I also think obviously um, looking at the seating charts and if you can um, refer to the kids by their name. So that shows that you are competent and you know, like which kid and follow through is what you're going to say. So if you say something, you got to follow through because kids are going to check you on that all the time. They do for me too. No doubt about that. I've, I've been challenged a few times myself. It's funny. Sometimes the same students that challenge me at one point will, when we're just one-on-one, -on -one, we just happen to see each other in the hallway. It's like we're best friends. You know, you just never know what kind of impact you're going to have on a student. Let me ask you this. Do you, when you have to ask for a substitute teacher, I assume you have your favorites. Do you have a list of people that you call directly or you, do you just let the computer handle scheduling somebody for you? Yeah, so we have a system where when we know we're going to be out for whatever reason, and then they kind of put out the position across like a wide platform or something. And so I know a lot of teachers, when they find out that I teach Spanish, I think they get a little apprehensive. And I'm a paperless classroom teacher, so I know that like the technology might overwhelm them. Um, so there's a couple of teachers, I think, feel more comfortable in my classroom and probably middle school is more their niche or not. Um, 
but I love having all of them there. <laughs> right, right, right. I might have to get some Spanish lessons uh, from you myself one of these days. So I'm glad you told me that. What do you like to see in terms of notes that a substitute teacher may, and let me lead you in a certain direction, but then, then I want you to tell me what you prefer to see. I'm one of those that if I, there was one class I taught one time that they had a substitute the day before I got there too. And I glanced at the notes and man, it was just really negative. And I'm the one, one class that the person called the worst class of the day. I took that on as a challenge and I said, I'm going to try and see if I can't make it the best class of the day. And it not in a hokey way, but it actually turned out that way so much so that I let one of the students write notes for me to leave the teacher. And I said, as long as I agree with all of them, I'll leave them for her. What do you like to see from a substitute the day after? Yeah, I agree with that. I think the more notes, the better. So I have a heartbeat of what happened in the classroom. If I just get a one line, everything went great. I can't always give feedback to those good behaviors or if I need to follow up with a negative behavior. So I've had a lot give me notebooks. <laughs> of, oh, wow. Which I appreciate. I always um, leave some websites and I found the teachers who wrote the website on the board for me. I always appreciate appreciated because I know they followed through with what my directions were and that probably helped them too since the kids knew what they were doing but if I see little feedback I don't care for that as much because then when the next day I return I don't know like how it went I don't know if I need to take some necessary action steps and then if it does go well I can always highlight those kids and then they know like hey my teacher's following up with the substitute said and I'm being recognized for being respectful. And that is super powerful for middle school kids. Yeah. Or, you know, and if they are being disrespectful, I want to also have that conversation with them because it's not okay. You led me into the next question then. Whether there's a problem or not, do you ask your students the next day how they like the sub? No, I actually you don't. don't. <laughs> some do. Some do. I probably probably about half and half from what I've seen. I was just curious. I've actually had, I interview students on here on occasion. I'm a volleyball and softball referee, by the way. So I've interviewed a lot of them, you know, right before a game starts even. I had one volleyball match where I knew every player playing. I had taught every player playing. So I interviewed practically everybody. But one of the uh, students once told me that their teacher actually takes five to 10 minutes the day after a substitute's there and talks to them about the substitute. So in effect, you're probably only hearing the negative that happens from students, aren't you? Yeah, I just, I guess with my experience that I've had, when I open up that can of worms, it's... <laughs> That's right. That's uh, right. Well, but... I'm not opposed to it. I mean, maybe I could have some good dialogues. I just, I found like it wasn't constructive and it just, I terminated it. I'm not trying to talk you into anything, believe me. Whatever works for you, I think that's great. Do this for me. And I probably should have set this up when we were off mic before, but I, I know you've got stories. I always like to ask teachers some of their favorite student stories, whether they be funny whether they be inspiring. Give me one or two of those. 
Yeah, so I taught this girl named Brooklyn, and I met her in the fifth grade, and I taught her all these years. And what stands out about her was from day one, she would come to my desk and say, thank you for teaching me. And I never had that before. And it was really genuine. And she always went above and beyond. Can you give me more homework? Like, wow. I'm and just to see so much um, intrinsic motivation at a young age and being consistent with that, like from August to May, I was just so proud of her. Um, I miss her terribly. Um, and then another kid, this is really random, but I have a different emoji on my Google Slides every day. And last year, he sent me a document, and he had kept track of every bitmoji that was on the slides. And I just laughed because, you know, I just do it for investment, but I didn't think it was, like, anything. And that, like, oh. that meant a lot to that student. I mean, I'm all for that. I try Now, I've always been a music geek. And I, in fact, I joked with somebody I interviewed a few weeks ago that I might listen to uh, Frank Sinatra and then Billie Eilish. I mean, I listen to everybody. So what, what other things can you share with us that helps you? Let me ask you this. I'll, I'll be more specific. I know you've got an in, uh, a, uh, Instagram account. I've seen it. You, are you a, do you do TikTok? No, I did not. You don't? Okay. All right. I have a son-in-law who, who teaches high school. He's actually their men's basketball coach, and he does a lot of TikToks. But, you know, the Bitmojis, it's the same principle. If you can come up with something to kind of have a common ground. I mean, I will occasionally design. If I do a long-term sub role, I'll, I'll design a Kahoot that not only has some questions that are meaningful in it, but it'll have questions about me too. And they hear me talk about music from time to time. So I'll ask them about something that I've done in that regard. Do you try to keep up with what the kids got going on these days? Of course, you're like a hundred years younger than me too. So that helps. I definitely think using the Instagram, um, I try to record them little inspirational messages. I send them birthday messages. I write them postcards. Um, and it is what you said. I think it's just like a way to connect on more of a personal approachable. This is my teacher. She delivers the content or content that I'm trying to learn in the class. But also, you know, we're humans, our desires to connect with one another. So I memorize all their pets' names on their first week of school. And um, I just thought that was something really good that I did because I'd say like, how's Max or, you know, how's Scooby? And it seems so trivial that their eyes like, I think they're thinking like, wow, my teacher cares about me, not just of the grades I'm getting or my test scores. And then we talk about the dogs, cats, the big brothers in college, the little kindergartners, and just kind of try to look at them as their whole person, you know, and right. I try a little bit about me not too much but like I think through the bitmoji they kind of get my personality based off the clothes and see sure that, that's something I can't bring myself to do either I this this uh, ugly mug here doesn't adapt well to bitmoji so maybe one of these days now back in the day before you were uh, you got your teaching degree and certification did you have to substitute teach some 
we had practicums. So we were student teacher. Um, and so I student taught in Knoxville. Did you ever student teach anything? Other? What, what grade levels did you student teach? Yeah, so I really enjoyed this. We had two different practicums, one in the elementary level and one in the high school, just to get your feet wet with two different age groups because they're very, um, it was challenging, but I think you've got to have experience and be in the classroom. <laughs> right, right. How, how large are the classes you teach right now? Yeah, so I'm super blessed. Our classes are like 15 to 20 kids. Oh. They're all intimate. My my wife has taught both extremes. They've had times when they were in the high 20s to 30, and then a new school opened in the area, so they got they dropped their class size down some. So it it sure makes it difficult to do the one-on-one when you've got 35 kids in there sometimes. So, and I can't imagine, I, I admire her because she does fifth grade. I can handle fifth grade, but I get nervous too much younger than that. I'm not sure how that would go. Any closing thoughts you have? You have any questions for me? Yes. So, I know that you retired and you're accountant. What made you choose to go into substitute teaching? And I just admire you for your passion. I wish you would have been a teacher. <laughs> well, I've always, it's funny. I got, I got laid off of an accounting job one time and they provided outplacement service. And, and I've said on the here before, they jokingly said, you're too outgoing to be an accountant. You need to go into another field. And what I did, I, I, I moved from manufacturing into a hospital setting. So at least I got to work with people, but I've always been that way. Me and my wife have run youth camps in past years. And I've just always, you know, to this day, you know, I'm 62 now and the kids at the church I go to still ask me to teach their high school class. So I don't, I think it's because I never mentally matured past the age of 12. So, but you're right. I enjoy the substitute teaching so much and the officiating sports so much that they're probably going to have to drag me out of the classroom and off the field before I officially give it up. But I, I definitely enjoy it. I'm, I'm, I'm glad you noticed that, I, but I definitely enjoy it. Yeah, I could tell your passion from day one. And I respect people that are, you know, ministering to our young people and they're being a light of hope. And, you know, I can tell you're invested through your church and sports and, you know, that's what kids need. They want to know that you care about them. Right. And I'll, I'll just say back at you because I could tell, you know, one of the reasons I ask, I ask, I have some people that ask me if they can interview. I wanted to ask you because I really enjoyed your, your Twitter account is where we started. I said, well, I can tell by the videos I've seen of you that that you've really got a passion for this as well. Well, give us some inspiring closing thoughts before we get out of here. I would say this is my favorite quote. Um, Kids don't care about how much you know until they know how much you care. And Good, good. That's powerful. Take it with you. If you're a first year substitute, 25th year, and kindergarten, if we're teaching the big kids, you know, they want to know that you care and relationships are so important. Right, right. I love it. I love it, Laura. It has been great. I enjoyed talking with you today. Guys, I'll put this in the show notes too, but make sure you go to her Twitter account at 
Technology Laura. You well, that's L A U R A, correct? Am I spelling it right? Make sure you go to that. I didn't do it justice. You'll get a lot more out of it if you go there yourself. And she has a Instagram account as well that I follow now too. So I really enjoyed it. We'll have to have you back one of these days if if I didn't wear out my welcome too much. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Thank you. All right, guys, let me say this before we get out of here. I think you should go to our YouTube channel, Substitute Teachers Lounge, and watch this on that as well, because Laura's personality really comes through on that. I liked all her reactions to the questions, and you can just see the passion. So take time to go there. I'll also mention that a church has asked me to produce and host a program for them also on a YouTube channel. So if you're into that kind of thing, it's called The Church Debater and Preacher Mike. And the format is coming up with questions for Preacher Mike to answer. He does not know the questions ahead of time. So it's kind of a fun little thing. So if you're into church discussion type things, go to that. I wanted to promote it for them, and I hope you give it a listen. So see you next week. Music provided by Ben Sound.